Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second official episode of Top of the Key. Uh, I'm Grace, and I'm here with uh, Thomas. We have a finals game one, and um, boy, that game took a turn. Yeah, it really did. (laughs) That was uh, was a very, that was, I was having a lot of fun, and then I was not. I mean, I was. They were, they looked great, but the aces looked great, but as a Liberty fan, wasn't having fun. Yeah, that was one of those, like, if you could draw up a reason to be scared <laughs> of how the finals would go as a Liberty fan, that's really what, what it was. You know, yeah. it's just the star power being star power and what are you supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, brief overview, the Aces won 99-82. to 82. Uh, They had three players with 20-plus points, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, and Jackie Young. Uh, and Asia Wilson had 19, so they were real close to four players with 20 points. Um, I think one of the biggest differences between the two visibly for me, especially in that second half, uh, the aces were really locked down on defense and, um, Courtney Vandersloot and Cipri Ionescu looked like they'd never heard of the word defense before. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big issue. And I think that's just, I could see that being experience and knowing what, this is what a second half of a finals game feels like compared to people who don't, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Not that, like, Sloot and obviously the rest of them have been there before, but Inescu hasn't, and uh, some of that Liberty roster hasn't. So it's yeah. obviously not, like, time to panic and be all, like, oh, they lost one game, it is what it is. Like, they could definitely win the series still, but that's the blueprint for how the Aces want to win these games and how they can, like, if they're going to win these games. That's the blueprint. Yeah, and I mean, when you do that, when when Inescu and Sloot struggle that much then the trickle down effect is laney can't be as efficient because now she has to guard three people um i think i think if if i think i hope that one of sandy's things and this is something i said about the series against the sun too is um i hope in game two she's a little bit quicker to the draw to bring in kayla thornton because i think when you need lockdown defense you gotta get her in there somehow um i agree and I, I also a bunch of the Liberty shots looked good and then they would just bounce around the rim and come back out. So it was like, it was like a confluence of events. Obviously they played badly in that second half, but also they probably should have scored a little bit more. Um, one person who didn't have any problems scoring in the first half, at least uh, Marine Johannes looked like a superstar in that first half. Yeah. And to the credit of how I was just saying that this is how the aces would want to win a series. 
like the first half was how the Liberty could win the series. And it's, yeah. you, you're, you're getting performances from depth players to help Stewie and help Sabrina and help everyone else who's there and help JJ who went off again. She was great. <laughs> and like, you're, you're going to need that because the aces just have a bit more on the, their star power is a little brighter. And I say that as just a little, like <laughs> it's, it's like one A, one B, but yeah. where the Liberty could really make up for that is MJ hitting all the threes that she's doing. And like you, you, you said, bringing in Thornton to like help with the defense. Like there's a lot of things you could do to really help Matt close the gap. And I think that Sandy has to do a little better job of getting there quicker, like you said. And that's how, like, this could very easily, well, it was two runs. It was like a 9-0 run and like a 10-2 run or something like that, maybe a little more. And that was just game over right after that. Like, you're not coming back. And the Aces have to, they had to stop the bleeding, and they just didn't. They let the bleeding continue, and it was, it was tough. It was weird shots sometimes. It was unlucky shots sometimes. It was bad turnovers sometimes. It was just a lot of, a lot of weird play happening all at once. And I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if the Liberty come out looking real good in game two and kind of get themselves back into the series. Yeah. Um, JJ, like you said, looked great. I mean, she got the her seventh consecutive playoff double double, which is a playoff record for the W now, which is really fun. Um. But again, it, like you said, there was just a point in that second half where they were unable to stop anything. Um, there were also moments in that second half, I don't know if you felt this way, where they someone would get the ball on Liberty, and it was the perfect moment to shoot, and they yeah. would just hold. And I, yeah. I'm like yelling, shoot, shoot, which I feel like I've, I did the first game against the Sun, too. It was just shoot, just shoot the ball. You have, you can do it, which... Yeah, that it was very reminiscent the, of that. Yeah. Very reminiscent. Yeah. And that wasn't a problem for the Aces. I mean, Jackie Jackie Young is maybe my favorite player on the Aces because she just goes out there and, you 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 know, Asia Wilson, everyone on that team is fantastic. Asia Wilson is the star of the show, the face of the team. Jackie Young sort of is willing to sort of take second, third, fourth banana in terms of being like the face of the franchise, but comes out and shoots 26 points, looks like a superstar shooting, and then it's just like, yeah, I'm just a really good basketball player. I just, I love, yeah. I love her so much. She's the, she's one of, like, the most fun players to watch, and she looked great what? in this game. That was, like, the one thing where I was like, all right, I really am enjoying the Jackie Young experience. She looks like she could be the finals MVP if she, if. Oh, yeah. If the Aces win and she does that, like, I think she's going to win finals MVP. Yeah. Like, that would be, that would be kind of the, not the Asia Wilsons of the world winning or like, like how we talked about it, it could be Asia or Stewie, or it could be like one of the depth player depth quote unquote. Cause obviously most of the players are the best player on another team if they would leave. But I could 100% see her being a, um, seeing, seeing her be the reason why they win and being a uh, finals MVP for them. She yeah. just looked great. Yeah. It, it's, She's she's such an impressive player. There's there's so many aspects of her game that's just so great to watch. I will say they lost ninety nine to eighty two the first time the Aces and Liberty met this season, and obviously very different circumstances. You still had JJ coming off the injury, and um, you know the team hadn't quite gelled yet. The Liberty lost ninety eight to eighty one, the exact same margin. Uh, the next game, if you will remember, and again it was two months later, 
the Aces lost by 39 points. I don't expect that to happen, obviously. These are the finals. The Aces aren't going to let that happen again. But like you said, I think that they're this the next game, they're going to come out different. And they're go- I think you've seen it over the course of these playoffs and over the course of the season. Sandy is really good at making these adjustments with the Liberty. So she will make the adjustment. Yeah. And then when they go back to New York, then Becky will make her. Again, this feels like a five-game series. Oh, yeah. It never really felt. I feel like if we're going to get less than five, it's because something went horribly wrong for someone here. Yeah. One of these teams. Either someone gets hurt that we don't want to see an injury or just they kind of let the moment be too big for them. And I don't think either team could, is going to let that happen. So, and they're just evenly matched. And yeah. I think, like, I picked the Aces last week, and I think the Aces are a little bit better. But the margin for the, the – I think it's going to be a lot more like the first half of this game where I think the Liberty were up three or five going yeah. into the half. I can't remember. It was something to that regard. I can't remember off the top of my head what the exact score was. But I could, think, I could see the rest of the series being like that, where a team kind of pulls away a little later, but it felt close for a lot of it. And just they let two runs – they didn't stop two runs. Now that that's really if you want to break it down to a very small part of a game, the ace the Liberty let the Aces get their momentum and go on two runs, and that was kind of game over from there. Yeah, it's this is I I'm the first game I had like a weird sense of calm that's gone. I'm I'm very nervous for whatever game two looks like, but who knows? I want to also just say the funniest moment of the game personally was <laughs> when. Sabrina Ionescu may or may not have traveled. That replay looks like she may have, but also it looked like her toe might have still been on the floor, which is a very close technicality. And Becky Hammond had to be literally held back from the referee by the team. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, God. I, every time the Aces do that, I think it's the funniest thing in the world. Like, Becky, you're not actually going to try and fight the referee, are you, right now? But also, wouldn't put faster. Yeah, she's like Loki a hothead. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um... She she really gets out there for her players and gets out there for, on these referees, which honestly I'd rather the coach do it than a player. If you're gonna look at it yeah. that way, because like she could get teed up all she wants. Like what's gonna happen? Not to uh, not to ease of uh, the next segment of the show, but uh, she really gets there for all but one of her players, as it seems, or all but one yep. very specific type of player. Um, but yep. yeah, it's gonna be. This is this is going to be a very interesting series. I'm also excited to see how how it is in New York because like Brooklyn hasn't I mean Brooklyn's never seen a finals, but the Liberty have never played in a fi- haven't played in finals at home since 2002. That and there that there was, might be an an energy there that you're not counting on. Yeah. Yeah, so there's always is, that that little bit to help you. And yeah. plus it just you could really save because what it's one one it's it's Vegas Vegas Brooklyn Brooklyn mm-hmm. Vegas right yeah so you come back to that to to game three and it's tied then that game three is going to be like you know we could we could put the series in a chokehold here and then yeah. obviously you could clinch at home and then on the other hand it's you go do you lose game three and it's like we're not going home we're not we're going back to Vegas you know what I mean like yeah. both. Both games have a very – the Brooklyn crowd could really get up for it, and the tickets are going like crazy already. Like, they might open the, the top bowl, I think they said. So they did like, that for game three already. Did, they, they already did? I, I remember game reading three, that they, they were thinking op- about it. They opened the entire top bowl for game three. 
Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. it's going to be a crowd there. Yeah. And for a Liberty team that really, the city has really embraced them ever since kind of the rebrands, I would say, because it felt like, I don't know, to go, not, not to go back into like Liberty history here, but <laughs> it felt like for a while they were just kind of there because of how, like, they were really popular, I feel, in the early 2000s. Like, my middle school went to go see them. Like, we, it was like a thing, like a trip, in a middle school trip going to see them, and that's in the mid-2000s. Yeah. So they were popular a few years after the finals appearance. But then, like, Dolan didn't want them anymore, and he, like, banished them to Westchester, and, like, then they got bought, you know? So there's, like, a lot of weird history leading up to these two games, really. And there's yeah. going to be a lot of almost, like, emotional release from the fans, and I wonder how the players feed into that. That Westchester is, that that shit is so crazy to think about that. And then, like, such a short period of time between then and now that the entire franchise has completely turned, like, turned around in such a way that I don't think anyone could have seen coming in those Westchester days. Jeez. No, like, when, <laughs> when it was the Westchester days, it was like, are they going to exist in, like, <laughs> three years? You know, like, it kind of felt like, it kind of felt like they were just they're out there in a G League facility and which is they were playing they went from Madison Square Garden to that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Man, that's I, the 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 documentary that's on Amazon Prime uh called Unfinished Business goes into a lot of that and it's genuinely wild. And and they don't go into it in that either but like at that same time Natasha Cloud um like got an offer sheet from the Liberty and then like the mystics matched it. And she just turned around and went right back to the mystics. And basically like the whole idea was, Oh, well I used them to just get back to the mystics. That is not the kind of stuff that's happening anymore, which is crazy that we went from that to Brianna Stewart and John Quell Jones, who I just, I'm, I assume they stay. I assume this team stays together. It seems like that's the, the build it's, it's, it's so good for this team and for the city of New York, especially given uh, everything that's happening with uh, New York sports now. <laughs> yeah, for real. And like Johannes was there with some of this, like, you know what I mean? Like that's another yeah. piece of, to talk about her. Like she played in Westchester, which is insane to think about. It's, I think she I played mean, in Westchester anyway. I think she did because I think she came over the first time in 2019 because I know when Beck Allen left, she was the last remaining player from the MSG days. So, like, I think now it's Maureen Johannes, weirdly in her third year with the team, is the longest tenured. It's the longest tenured Liberty. Yeah, like, there's just, (laughs) it's so recent history. And, like, within the past two years, Liberty really exploded in popularity here. So did the WNBA as a whole. Like, don't get me wrong. But, Just where it's it'll be cool to see the how that crowd reacts to because there's almost no circumstance in which the crowd is not up for it. Right? If you're down 0 2, yeah. it's like, dude, you gotta win two games or yeah. three games, you gotta you gotta win three games in a row. Like, let's get up yeah. for them, you know. So, <laughs> all right, well, let's let's take a, a short break because we do have quite a bit to talk about in the um second segment, unfortunately. So, based on what we're just talking about, so we're gonna take a quick break, we'll be back after this. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. 
We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, and we're back. Um, so we got some league news this week. Uh, let's start with the good news, and that's that the league is finally expanding for the first time in 15 years. Uh, they're heading to the Bay Area, a team owned by the Warriors' ownership, and they're going to be playing at the Chase Center. This is great for the league. Yeah, and great for the situation that it is with the with the Warriors being the, one of the three, two, maybe even most. I don't know if they're more popular than the Lakers, but they're up there in terms of popularity. They're one of the they're a global brand at this point because of Curry and everything. So it'll be it, it'll be nice to see that partnership. And I wonder how close they are, like uniform wise, and how close they are brand wise. That'll be interesting too, just to see how really tied together these things th- these things are. But more WNBA teams, we needed so many good players or free agents which is so many good players get waived and don't get jobs because there's just no spots for them. Yeah. Um, And this was a, this was a storyline in terms of are, is the WNBA expanding? It seems like it's been going on for years with Kathy Engelbert saying we're expanding. And then the (laughs) number would change from like, we've got five cities in the mix to we've whittled it down to 120 cities, 120 cities, Kathy, who's on this list. Are you going to be playing in like Sioux Falls, Iowa? What's going on here? It's, it's Um, every city, every city in America, (laughs) every city in America is in contention. Little Rock, um, Arkansas is <laughs> flying up the poles for a WNBA team. Oh, man, it's it's. I'm so glad they got this done, but this is such a long-winded process that didn't need to be like this. And it, it looks. I like wouldn't be surprised if it's. I wouldn't be surprised if it's also it's going to stay long-winded. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, oh yeah. I I would absolutely see a a world where the next expansion is just the same thing. Be like, look, and then look, we did it last time, so it's real. <laughs> I mean, they've they've teased out what the next two might be. Um, Portland feels pretty inevitable. There's been reporting on that um, from, I believe, the next. That's two. a great basketball city too. Yeah, like the Trailblazers do great. They have a good fan base. So they used to that's, have a, a that's a really good. Yes, and. That's years ago, right? I don't remember what yeah, they're they, called. Yeah, they folded but... in like the mid two thousands, I think. Yeah, that's a really early that 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 that's a deep WNBA cut. But <laughs> like Portland is a Portland's a good city for for basketball. Like the Trailblazers are real popular. Yeah, it was the Portland Fire, I believe, because I believe they were a team back when uh, the 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 teams had to be connected to a. WNBA like an NBA franchise and then when they said oh that doesn't happen have to happen anymore then the team folded for some reason which was odd um yeah they folded after the Portland Fire the Portland yeah. Fire so this logo is MS Paint quality <laughs> Jesus so yeah it's Portland looks pretty close which again that's great for them Toronto was very close uh apparently but it looks like there was some sort of infighting in the ownership group that caused the, them to drop out, uh, at least for the time being. I think it's something with um, one of the co-owners was going to go in with the Raptors owner, and then there was gonna there was like infighting with them, and, and they decided to to not go for it, um, which sucks because Toronto just hosted a WNBA game, and that was game. like electric. 
that the, the that was crazy. That crowd was yeah. ooh. Yeah. That speaking and of it, a basketball town, like <laughs> that's an underrated I know like it's hockey up there and like the Blue Jays do well, but like I, nothing's gonna beat the Maple Leafs, like I'm sorry. Like it's that's just <laughs> is what it is. But the, the Raptors People show out for the Raptors, and people showed out for that WNBA game. So I feel like they're also – I would put them up to close to inevitability because I think that someone will figure it out. But that's a team, like, even if it's not this expansion cycle in, like, a few years when they expand again, I can see Toronto being right in the thick of it again. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like they're going to be piecemealing out teams. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're going to do, like, oh, two teams here, two teams there. It seems like they're going to drag this out that's as long stupid. as possible. Um, I we hate not to just keep it even <laughs> like it, it maybe they so announce much. Portland maybe they announce Portland in the next year and then they're at 16 and it then, would be very it would be very much like accurate for this league to be like We're that's the most WNBA teams. shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's have 15 teams and also other and then they'll add two and make it 17 and I'll just be like just add three <laughs> like you there's you could afford to add three with how the game is growing in the college levels too. Like look at the first round of like the next two years yeah. of these drafts. They, like you could pick last <laughs> and you're getting a starter. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. fine. You could, <laughs> you could be aggressive here. They're going to announce a team that's going to actually do that stupid Tampa Bay Rays suggestion where they're going to play half the year in Florida and then the other half in Montreal oh. for some reason. And they're going to be like, this is great for the league. There's 40 games. Yeah, look, look at that. <laughs> Look, we're 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 but we're spreading them between two cities. It's like double expansion. <laughs> we're like, all right, let's um, let's comment on. So, like a good. Uh, where else should the Toronto feel pretty inevitable? Um, I feel like Philly should probably get a team at some point. Philly and Miami feel like the two that probably should have teams already. Miami has already had a team, yeah. and they also folded around the same time as the Portland Fire, uh, the Miami Soul. S-O-L. Just uh, awful names. <laughs> they were sun. really awful. Oh, Sol. Like Sun. Sol is yeah. Sun in Spanish. Yeah. They were owned by the... They I think they folded around the same time as the... They, there's like a little Wikipedia thing that actually has defunct teams of the Women's National Basketball Association. That's sad. Uh, they folded in 2002. They had the exact same time span as the Portland Fire. W was going off back then. <laughs> they were just like, get everyone out. No one. <laughs> Oh man, eh, Sandy Brandella played for them. Um, yeah, so I feel like Philly, Miami. I know Denver was was talking about trying to expand for a team, but it hasn't happened yet. So I feel like those three are probably we're gonna keep the odd numbers and we're gonna go for like oh. 20, 23. <laughs> um, first round bye, like one team gets a bye. Uh, <laughs> in the playoffs, so you could just have like eleven teams in the playoffs or whatever. It'd be annoying, but um, yeah, I think what I would do is I would look at teams that do really well NBA-wise and just kind of be like, here, pair it off. Like, the Nuggets are really popular. Go have a WNBA team in Denver. The Heat are really popular. You know what I mean? Philly, the 76ers. You could be a little risky and try, like, a Pittsburgh that doesn't have a basketball team at all and be like, let's, because it's a great sports town. But I I don't even know how basketball does there or would do there. You know what I mean? Like, that's a risk in that regard. Where Connecticut's really interesting because, like, they kind of have teams. Like, they used to have the Whalers, and then they moved. And uh, it's just kind of like everyone in Connecticut is, like, just 
you're not going to have a baseball team in Connecticut because everyone's a Yankee or a Mets fan already. Like, yeah. building that fan base is is impossible. But for a WNBA team, the Sun could do that because you could you could kind of grassroots it because the league wasn't as popular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people in Connecticut were probably not Liberty fans. They were probably just not watching the WNBA at all, to be perfectly blunt. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when a team goes there, like, one of my friends is – he doesn't. I don't know how much he watches the WNBA, but he follows the Sun because he's from Connecticut, and he's like, "That's cool that like there's a, a my state is represented in this league where and normally I'm just New York's like we're just attached to the New York teams, yeah. so it's cool in that regard also. But I think Canada would be a great spot, Toronto over Montreal or anything like that because Toronto does well in basketball. I don't know, like another team in Texas maybe. Yeah, they you could, could probably pull that off. Because, I mean, state's huge. Like, yeah. huge, and I, ha- I have family in Texas, so I spend a lot of time there, and it's different. Like, the places are different. Like, you don't even, might as well be another state, you know? Yeah. So, you could easily pull that off if you wanted to. Uh, put a team in, like, somewhere in the southern part of Texas and call it a day. But, yeah, it's just exciting. And now with the league growing and getting people invested and you could probably draft a really good player right away to just be the focal point of your first years like caitlin clark could go somewhere and be like the first star of the 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 sam the golden state warrior (laughs) women i don't know what you're gonna call them but i hope they don't do the basketball the the college basketball thing where they just put lady in front of it that's awful but (laughs) Lady I feel like the WWE. I feel like the WWE would be like, absolutely not. Are you stupid? But the the Golden State Little Miss Warriors. Oh my god, I would cry. <laughs> they just wear like the Golden State Warriors uniforms that just has Lady on it or whatever. Like so many college teams do, like Lady Vols or whatever. I think the um, Kentucky does it too. I know Tennessee does it because that sticks out in my brain. Because yes, they even say but- volunteers. Yeah, that's the Lady Vols. That's oh, oh god, makes me, I hate it so much. I don't know why. I I know why it bothers me because it feels like you're. There's no reason to make it separate. But yeah, uh, you know what isn't good for the WNBA? Mm. Um, the the Dierica Hamby having to file a equal opportunities office complaint or whatever the EEOC complaint against. Uh, the Aces in the WNBA alleging discrimination. Damn, Grace. <laughs> Episode two, and we have the biggest scandal in WNBA history <laughs> to, t- to discuss. I mean, maybe yeah. the, the biggest scandal. It's up there if it's not. I can't. Are there any other bigger scandals? Like, none of them are I coming so. to, to mind. This is insane. Because the yeah. other stuff is like, this team can't afford to exist anymore, which is a big one, but this is different. Yeah. This, or it's this like hits a little different. Singular player does something bad. Yeah, the entire which, organization goes out of their way to discriminate against a franchise player. <laughs> yeah, like singular player does something bad is not good, don't get me wrong, but also it's going to happen. It's just, it's unfortunately inevitability of sports that singular player does something bad will happen in your sport, no matter how big or small it is, but this is different. Yeah. Uh, so the the allegations are the ACEs discrimination and then the W not properly investigating uh, or or doling out a punishment to the team. 
Um, I'm going to sort of speed run through the allegations here because they're all awful and there's so many of them. <laughs> um, so the allegations from D'Erica Hamby include, um, but are not limited to because we have not seen the full scope of them. Um, Becky, Ham Becky Hammond is the focus of a lot of these. Um, Becky Hammond accusing her of signing an extension while knowingly being pregnant. Uh, the timeline that D'Erica Hamby gave is that she signed the extension in June of 2022 and found out she was pregnant in July of 2022. Um, she also accused her of not keeping up with workouts and not being committed to the team. Uh, she encouraged her not to become pregnant. Hammond told her she didn't, quote, hold up her end of the bargain and thought she wouldn't be ready for 2023. Um, a, per a side note on that, not only was D'Arica Hamby ready, she played all 40 games. Um, meanwhile, the money that they saved from trading her that probably went to Candace Parker. Candace Parker played 19 games. Um so Hammond called her and told her, quote, her time with the Aces is up and told her she was being traded and could either be traded somewhere like Indiana or Connecticut, who were catching strays from Becky Hammond, or could choose somewhere like Los Angeles. Hamby asked her twice, quote, you're trading me because I'm pregnant. And Hammond answered, quote, what do you want me to do? Um, and Ooh, then that's not good. That's I gotta say, on the list of things you should have said in that scenario, that's not on it. Like that's yeah, bad. that's and then another like a little bit more general team stuff. Um, the Aces apparently directed their arena camera operators not to show Derricka Hamby's daughter on the video board. The team attempted to obtain private OBGYN records after she was no longer on the team, and her this one actually kind of breaks my heart a little bit. And her former Aces teammates cut off communications with her after she spoke up. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot of bad stuff packed into one one like two month period. That's like when you were sending me this stuff because I think we were both sending it to each other. But yeah, there was one time where I was like away from my phone and you sent me like multiple things of this, and I was like, "This is like cartoon villain yeah. shit." Like, like what? Like she got pregnant. Like what? <laughs> it's just I don't really, man. It, it always felt, I, I kind of felt like, I remember at the time it, be, it feeling a little shady, the trading of her anyway, like outwardly, because it yeah. was just kind of like the timing was weird. It was like, why are you trading her right now? That's a strange thing to do. She's good. But now, <laughs> it's like, well. <laughs> and this is just, this is one of those things that's going to follow the aces for a while, because yeah. this is not going away. Ambie's mad, as she should be, like, yeah. <laughs> go. You, she should absolutely be mad at the Aces for this. Go after them. But it's just going to be something that we talk about for a while. And it's nasty yeah. work by the Aces. It, it's, it's, it's like disgusting all the way down. Like this starts at the top and then just filters its way down to the point that like, yeah. now I look at like the other players on that team and I'm like, you, you're kind of an asshole. Not kind of, you are an asshole for that. Your teammate yeah. was discriminated against by the team. And you just straight up were like, I know I played with you for like six years, but I'm real loyal to them. So get fucked. It's like yeah. such a bizarre yeah. thing to me. It's the other thing is Hammy spoke up about this really quick. Like that was the thing was she got traded. And then like, a couple of weeks afterwards, she was already out there being like, this was not above board and I'm not a fan of this. And then the league investigated, which I'm putting in the biggest air quotes possible. And 
their investigation was not talking to anyone on the team. Literally, they just talked to Becky Hammond and Tiara Hamby, it seems like, and was like, well, we can't tell what really happened here. Um, and the punishment was a loss of a 2025 first round pick. And Becky Hammond was suspended for two games, which were, I believe, both road games, which means that when they did the um, league championship ceremony, the first home game of the season, Becky Hammond was able to be there, um, which definitely felt light in the moment, uh, especially since at the same time the stuff came out with the, I think it was, the punishment was also tied to the Aces um, misuse of, uh, like, not misuse, I'm trying to think of the word, um, inappropriate, not appropriate unsanctioned contract negotiations under the table stuff um that led to like like candace when when before this when the super team stuff happened people were like brianna stewart took a pay cut to play with the pretty and it's like candace parker signed for a hundred thousand dollars Brianna Stewart took like a $30,000 paycheck, like pay cut, to make sure that Courtney Vandersloot could also get there. Meanwhile, Candace Parker was like, listen, you can pay me league minimum. I'm sure I won't get anything else out of this. Yeah, it feels that that felt very uh, college football of them. Because like, yeah, we're not paying the players, wink. And then someone gets caught and they're like, look at what the player did. Like, how bad, you know? Yeah. Like one of those situations. It's just, but yeah, it's just, and this came out the first day of the finals, like literally like, I think like, I don't know if it was the first day or the day before the night before, I think it was the night before. And it was like evil villain shit, like filling this whole thing. And then like, there's been a little bit of silence for a few days, but I assume this will kick back up at some point soon, but it does, it sort of taints the whole thing. How do you like, how, how does how does this happen? How do you let this happen? Especially, you're a women's basketball team, and you're going to discriminate on the counts on the grounds of pregnancy. What is going yeah, on? That's here? like that's nuts. And <laughs> it's even if she was like obviously, I don't know her personal life. Maybe she was trying to have a kid, and this is what happened. Like, and she should she should she is well within her rights to do that. And I don't understand why any organization would be like. Really? You know what I mean? Like, the Aces don't even... Like, the Aces... She could have not played this entire season and been on the Aces roster, and they would have won 30 games. It's not like who they got back for her made a difference here. They just did this because they were upset. Like, this is just trading her because they didn't want her around because she wasn't going to be on the team. Then just be normal and let her be a mom and be pregnant and then she could come back next year and then you add another uh, uh, another great player to a situation you know what i'm saying yeah like even from a sports sense it doesn't make sense it's just mean yes <laughs> at, at, at its core it's just be it's just being mean to someone like this is really what it is and it's that yeah. sounds very childish to say the word mean but it's like what else is it I, you're just going after her for getting pregnant yes there's it, nothing else. There's literally nothing else here. And, you know, you you said it doesn't matter. But the, the return on this, it's not they didn't get much production out of it. They got nothing for this trade because they traded her with a 2024 first round pick for a 2024 second round pick and the rights to Amanda Zowie who is currently with the Indiana Fever after the, the Aces traded her to the Mystics. Which I like Amanda Zowie 
Liberty Legend, but like that's not worth all of this. <laughs> <laughs> but because and and the thing is like if you want to just be a total asshole and be like, well, we're going to do this and then say that it's for sports reasons, you can't spin that. Like, that trade is not... So, you're just doing it to be spiteful to a to a person who got pregnant. Like, she's right. She said, you're trading me because I got pregnant, and Becky Hammond said yes. Like, basically... She literally saying said yes, not saying yes. The, 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 <laughs> the girl saying, what do you want me to do, is like... There's no way to interpret that other than yes, because we have to. And it's like, really? Do you have to? I don't know. It's just... It's nasty work by them. And everything felt... It just kept getting worse. Like, every single thing that came out about this was like, how could you make everyone in this situation look even worse than they already have? (laughs) And then they did. It's like everyone is, like, now metaphorically has that big mustache that they're twirling on their face. Like, literally, it's, like, cartoonish, like... St- attempting to obtain private medical records after that's crazy. That's like <laughs> everyone wants to say like, oh, that's a HIPAA violation. That actually might be one. Like that that might be illegal. <laughs> yeah, it probably right. is illegal. All this fucking shit is illegal. <laughs> like literally. Could you imagine going Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine going to like being in the OBGYN's office and like some Someone in a suit from the Las Vegas Aces come in and be like, I need to see your private records. I'd be like, who the hell are you? Get out of here. Like, you know what I mean? Davis like, what? His, it's Mark Davis with his, <laughs> with his weird hair. Coming in. Hello, I'd like the medical records to D'Erica Hamley, in a, please. In a, in, in a Raiders sweatsuit. <laughs> like, all right, buddy. You know who I am. In that all white suit he was wearing to game one. That awful one. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, and then like the future of this like going forward in this situation this complaint feels like it's probably gonna lead to a lawsuit from hamby against the aces and maybe the entire wnba like it's an organization um and then they're gonna have to rewrite the cba maybe before the cba like i I don't know when they're gonna have to do this but they should probably do it soon because pregnancy right now in the cba is written to basically be treated the same as injury so you can trade a pregnant player because it's just an injury. Or you can fuck yeah, around with not. the pregnant. Yeah, it, it's different. Now, the I get the thought process behind that, that we don't want to create some sort of issue. But also by treating it like an injury, you're tr- creating it into a different kind of issue. Um, this is just, it, I'm like, I want to know more, but also I don't. Like I want, I want to see what the endpoint is going to be, but I'm really terrified of the road this is going to take. And there's even another part of this. So when when Skylar Diggins Smith was pregnant or was on maternity leave, she wasn't e- allowed. She said that she wasn't allowed oh, to use the God, facilities. Right. <laughs> and so, like, I think this was maternity leave for her. Yeah. So, like, she wasn't pregnant anymore. She was working to come back. Why aren't you letting her in the facility? You know what I mean? Like, you should be begging her to get into the facility if you want her to come back. You're like, please, use everything. You're the Phoenix so, Mercury. You should want her back. You're the 2023 Phoenix Mercury. <laughs> so it, it, it very much, and they wrote this a few years ago now, like the, the CBA's 2020. And so, like, they get, so they get, um, I'm looking at it now. They received the average compensation of nearly thir- of 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 thirteen of one hundred thirty thousand dollars, 
parents in the WNBA have two bedroom apartments guaranteed by the league and a f- child care stipend of $5,000. This is from the Atla- from the um, Atlantic. So it's a real website. Um, that's good, but it's not great. <laughs> like, it could be better. And I think you need to... I know this is going to sound awful. The, the, you basically need to try to get a way for your contract to toll. Like, let's say you're on a three-year deal. Like, let's say Gracie's on a three-year deal. And then you get pregnant in year two. Just add a year at the end of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for the teams to get their player to stick around. And you just get your money and that's it. And it doesn't count towards the salary cap. Yeah. There it is. Like, the teams don't lose a year of you. Yeah. You get to lose your year, quote-unquote lose, because you're gaining it back at the end. Because I'm sure players also don't want to lose the year. Like, yeah. these are professional athletes. Like, they want to play, you know? Yeah. And they also want to be parents and want to – if it's much different. Like, this is a totally different ballgame than in in a men's league because you just go on paternity leave for two weeks and some guy calls you soft and then you come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like – like when um when Daniel Murphy won a paternity leave and he got like he got like made fun of and it was so weird but um yeah like this is a nine month process like there's no other way around it you're going to miss a year of the you're going to miss the season like there's just it is what it is you can't do anything about it but you need to they they, they need to do something better than this because this yeah. is what happens if you're going to treat them injured then teams are going to knock they're going to teams are cutthroat. Like you see it in all sports and it's not a good thing, but it's, it is the thing and that's how teams get better. It just sucks. Yeah. It's, this is, this is such a ridiculous situation and this is going to turn it. I mean, the players association obviously needs to be behind her full throat. Kind of feels a little weird that one of her former aces teammates is a VP of that players association. So who knows what's going to happen. Um, Kelsey Plum is, is a VP of the Players Association. Um, I hope she's still talking to her. That's going to make things weird. Yeah. But the the player stuff really rubs me the wrong way too, because. Yeah. Like what happens if you get pregnant? Like, like the team's just going to do the same shit to you. And then you're going to turn around and like, you're going to be like, oh man, well, shouldn't have gotten pregnant. Or you're going to feel hurt like Dierica Hamby did because she was there for seven fucking years. Yeah. It's just also like of all the things, it's this is more serious than any type of injury. Well, not more serious than any type of injury. You could like literally get paralyzed. You know what I mean though. Yeah. Like someone tearing their Achilles or their ACL is one thing and it's sad and all that, but this is like a beautiful thing. Like this is pregnant this is like welcoming a child into the world and you're like, I'm gonna trade you because I'm mad at you about it. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just like that's like Mr. Burns shit. Like, <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it, the whole thing's nasty. All of these people in these high, like, like Becky Hammond has kids. And she's constantly like, oh man, I love my kids so much. Cause that's the normal thing you do. And then she turns around. She's like, listen, you got pregnant. What do you want me to do about it? Like, you got to go deal with this shit on your own in Los Angeles or Connecticut. If you really want to piss me off. I really like that Connecticut just caught so many strays from Becky Ham. <laughs> yeah, like pr- probably Connecticut's like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> like I, so, I, so, someone in the Connecticut front office reading this article, like me, <laughs> like where I come from. In Indiana, at least, like 
that also sucks that they caught it astray, but you get it. Like, they haven't been in the playoffs recently or whatever. Like, Connecticut's constantly in the playoffs. They were in the semifinals this year. They were in the finals last year. You're treating it like you're going to get traded to a slightly worse team, so you better buckle up or you can go to the Los Angeles Sparks, which, I mean, I'm sure that's an upgrade in terms of Derek Ahambi probably can just live in pretty much the same place, but also it's the Los Angeles Sparks who are not very good for the last however many years. Which one's really the downgrade here? I guess it's Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've just spent like thirty minutes on that. Um, which I mean, so. we could have done the we could have done the whole podcast on it. To be honest with you, that might be something after the season. That might be something that we have to do. Uh, so let's take a quick break, and we'll wrap things up with a little bit more uh, future finals chat. All right, and we're back. So. We have coming up between this episode and the next episode we record, um, games two and three. I will be attending game three. I'm going to be in person for, for game three. Very excited for that. Um, who do you think are going to be the keys to these to these two games? Like, like who do you think for the Liberty and for the Aces? Like, what do you think is going to be? I mean, obviously, the Liberty is key to winning at least one of them, hopefully two of them. and. Uh, what what can the Aces do to sort of put this thing close to, if not totally done? I think the key to for the Liberty is they can't let they can't let those extended runs happen and multiple extended runs happen. Um, that's really the doubt. Like they played them fine otherwise, but when you go on like a nineteen to two combined run, it's game over. It's just it's not going to happen. Sloot has to be better. Inescu has to be better. And a little encouraging is that they played them so well while they, those two were not good, but they got to be better. That's yeah. really it. Even Laney was okay. Like, she was fine. Um, just not hitting threes, but she was okay. Yeah. But they, them, them two got to be better. Kind of be, I think, I think it was. I thought it was smart to ride the hot hand of Johannes and let her go, or Johannes. I never. I was gonna pronounce her name. <laughs> um, let her go off and score. Go play twenty minutes. And for the Aces, it's just be balanced. Like when you get twenty six, twenty six, twenty, and nineteen from four players, you don't really have to do much else, you know. And yeah. If they're able to keep that up, to keep that pace up, playing as many minutes as they have, which I do think the the way that the schedule falls really helps the Aces because there's a lot of downtime in between each game. It's not like you're playing two games in a row or whatever, or like one day off. Like there's, they're rightfully giving them a lot of time in between games, but yeah, that's just going to make it. I mean, the Aces shot fifty five percent from the floor if you round it up, and forty percent from three. Like, if they're going to do that, it's going to be really hard to beat them. Yeah. I think that you need to just play better defense, stop the runs, and someone like John Cole Jones is going to win you a game. Laney can win you a game. Obviously, Brianna Stewart is their best player. But the Aces, it's just... If Jackie Young is going to play, like, a finals MVP, then I don't know what you do. <laughs> like, I don't know how you stop that. You know what I'm saying? Because if she's taking yeah. her game to, like, a next level even then, that's, that's scary. Yeah. So I think those are the those are the keys for me. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, for the Liberty, it's got to be the defense. Um, 
like I said before, like I said with the Connecticut series, you got to be willing to to shoot Kayla Thornton in there quicker uh, than you have been. I, UNESCO and Salute, I mean, they're never going to be great defenders, but I hope and assume that they will be better than they were in Game 1. Um, I, I just want to bring up a really interesting moment in Game 1 when Jonquil Jones hit the ground and tweaked her ankle and um, I wanted to die. Uh she went to the back. They immediately, put, Sandy immediately put in Jocelyn Willoughby. Um, I'm becoming a low-key Jocelyn Willoughby sedan. I think she's like a good bench piece. Like she's never going to start for them, but she's she's not, she's better than you anticipate. I, I yeah. almost would like, like if there's some sort of defensive issue and you want, because Sloot especially is so undersized when it comes to a lot of the Aces players. If you want a little bit more defense, it might not, hurt to sort of level up the size and bring in Willoughby for three or four minutes. Like it doesn't have to be half the game, but just get her in there too and sort of mix in that depth piece. Cause they, they used her through the season too. She never looked bad. It wasn't like you're bringing in, you know, not to take shots at, at aces bench players, but if they're going to take shots at everyone else, I guess it's fine. Um, Like Sid Colson getting minutes like that, like, She's gonna get her lunch eaten by Marine Johannes like that. You 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 know experiment. Uh, that's that's my thing. Yeah. I hope that they're they they gotta Sandy's gotta have a little bit of a quicker trigger finger, which might help quell like a run like that. If you see a run starting, switch it up. Don't don't just be like, oh no, yeah. Sabrina, put your hands up. <laughs> yeah, like <that>. basically. <laughs> they um, also really the Liberty need to win the Asia Wilson on the bench minutes. Like there's yeah. not a lot of them. They need to win them. If they don't win them, then they're they they're going to lose. Like that's just really the the aces will beat you if you yeah. lose those minutes too. It just is what it is. She's too good when she plays. Like she's going to get hers, no matter how good you are, no matter how much defense you play. She's going to get hers. You absolutely and they did in the first half. They did, and then they were leading at halftime, and that's what happens. Yeah. And if they keep winning those minutes, then they could definitely make this a, a, a long series as long as it could go. But, yeah. yeah. It, they just got to win those minutes and... It's going to be... It's going to be a fun series. I don't think... I don't think we're going to see another blowout like this, this series. I think the rest of the games are going to stay relatively close. I think it's going to feel like that first half, if anything. Um, I agree. Yeah, this is going to be... This is, this is going to be fun. Um, I also think the key to both teams is to, at a certain point, just acknowledge that what the refs are calling you do not like and don't freak out over it. Because there were so many times that both teams like kind of got a little too agitated over it. I'm like, we we all know that there's problems here. At the you just gotta like, realize that and like move on. Don't, don't it felt let like it... the Liberty been doing that all series too. Yeah. It, it's the, or the all w, playoffs, not all series, rather. The W refs are just like not great in like very specific ways. They called a lot of those defensive three second violations in that first quarter in, in game one. And I'm like, is this your favorite call? Because I, I I feel like yeah, I've it's, never it's like I you have, could do that if you want. Yeah. <laughs> it, like it felt like I haven't seen one of these in many, many games. And now you're just like, there's four of them. How? How is that happening? But you just got to acknowledge that and and go for it. It's the same thing. You're going to get mad about one player, one team playing physical. 
that or or someone's getting not getting all these calls or someone is getting all these calls just fucking go with it don't let it ruin the game for you and don't don't let it get in your head is really the the thing it, it's the the constant complaining about the reps this this um this postseason has been while i get it from a player's perspective you feel like you're robbed on these calls and you feel like you got to say something at the same time like fucking let it go at a certain point yeah, because you still have to win the game in front of you, regardless of how the referee's yeah. going. It just is what it is. Yeah. You're not going to... You complaining about it to the ref and then after the game and everything like that isn't going to win you the game. It's just going it, to... It's just going to slow things down, really. I mean, you see that with the... You'd see that yeah. with, like, the Dallas Wings, where they wouldn't get a call, and they just sort of half walk down the court, and now, now Asia Wilson just hit a three for the first time in her life. Like, it's... Yeah. It is what it is. Just let it be what it is and realize how the ref's calling it like the first five minutes of the game and go with it. Like, just f- figure out a game plan from there. Yeah. All right. Um. So the next time we are with you, we will be discussing games two and three, which I'm very excited about. Um. I created a little Twitter page for our show here. Um, it's a little bare bones, but I'm, you know, I'm working on it or X or whatever we're calling this thing now. I don't like it. I, I, I don't like seeing like reposted. It really throws me. Uh, so we're yeah, on it's Twitter. Just like what? Yeah. It's like, it's not a post. It's a tweet. Um, we're on Twitter, Twitter, we're on Twitter at T O T K the initials of this podcast pod. So at T O T K pod. Uh, and then I created an email for us as well. If you want to reach out, which is T O T K podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add, Thomas? Hopefully there are less scandals <laughs> between now and next show. I, you know, I would like, I want to see how this Hamby situation plays out. I want her to get the justice she deserves for everything that happened. But I'd really like for it to happen after the finals finish, just so we can dedicate more time to it. Because I like the speed run thing. I don't think really justified the feelings on it, even with how much we talked about it. Yeah, because it's just like it's so complex. There's so many layers to it because it's like messing with <laughs> the, the law. <laughs> like, <laughs> like at the so it's... hopefully no more scandal. Pray pray yeah. for no scandals. No scandals. We love no... scandal. We love scandalous, no, not scandalous sports. The opposite of that. I you, like my scandal less. <laughs> yes, yeah, there we go. You know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll take it in the the easiest way to say it possible. Uh, so <laughs> thank- <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>